She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. And today I have very interesting guest and very interesting story. So my guest today is Tamson Fadell, and Tamson is an award-winning journalist, speaker, author, podcast host, and menopause advocate. She's dedicated to championing women's stories, being bold in midlife and beyond. With social media following of nearly 3 million, Tamson shares advice and education on menopause, relationships, divorce, and career so that women do not feel alone during this stage of their lives. So today, my guest and I will be talking about so many great and interesting topics. Fadel will share the secrets to thrive and succeed, dating advice, women's health, career change, because after 15 years in a newsroom, Tamsin changed her career. So we'll be discussing that as well. We'll be talking about child-free choices and women's advice and menopause and how to get through the difficult times of your life, how to reinvent yourself, how to rebuild yourself after a hard breakup or divorce and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, beautiful. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? Good, good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. And I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. You're being so famous, American journalist and uh, author. So we would love to know more about you and how did you decide after 15 years to leave the newsroom? I know it's uh it was a it was a, it was not an easy decision, but I think it was really important for me to start doing a different type of storytelling, and that storytelling revolves around women, women, uh, you know, going through these transitions in our lives, whether it's late thirties, forties, fifties, you know, we're all going through a transition, and me being um, in midlife right now, I felt like it was really important to continue to share that message. You incredibly share your message on social media and especially on TikTok, on Instagram. I got amazed by your story and by the way you were inspiring women as well. So we would love to know more about your book. Absolutely. Well, I have one on the way and that's talking about menopause and midlife. And then I have one that I wrote several years ago, which was called The New Single. And that was about dating uh, after a divorce. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. So I do a lot of content surrounding divorce and starting over again and getting out of a relationship and getting back into a relationship. And I got married at uh, 50 for a second time. So that was uh, exciting and scary all at the same time. But I think there's a lot of advice that comes from, you know, life lessons. So I want to pass those along. That's incredible. How do you actually pick yourself up after a divorce or a heartbreak or a major breakup and build yourself up for a new relationship? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that everybody does a little bit differently. For me, uh, with my situation, I really needed to take some time to figure out who I was again. I had lost a lot of myself in the relationship. Um, and that's my own fault for doing that, you know, but I lost a lot of myself in the relationship, who I was, what was important to me and where I wanted to go after that. So I had to kind of start at, at square one and, and reassess. And I, 
I gave myself eventually kind of 90 days at a time to establish some new habits, whether those new habits were what I did daily, how I worked out, how I approached work, how I approached friendships. And that really helped me heal. And I needed that time for myself. So it took me a long time before I got back out there uh, to date and even more time than that to be serious about somebody again, or even think about a long, a long-term relationship or marriage. That's amazing. Based on your experience, what is the best dating advice you can give to women right now? Because nowadays dating is crazy. There's all this. Yeah. And some people like to meet people in person. Some people like online dating. So what's the best advice? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's really, really important. I, I call it the four season rule. Like, I think it's really important to get to know somebody. And I say four seasons. Some people don't like that because I think it's too long. And uh, that doesn't mean you can't be with the person. But I think if you're really going to make a commitment or you're going to marry somebody, you need to know who they are over a long period of time. You know, I, I took that time as I got older because I wanted to make sure I knew who I was in the relationship too, and that the relationship wasn't changing me. And I think that that's the biggest lesson that I can, that I can teach somebody and also not to compromise what your value system is. It doesn't mean you don't compromise in your relationship, but you don't compromise your values. I think that's really, really important at any age. So true. I think some people confuse that and they think if you compromise, then you have to like lose yourself completely in the relationship. Yeah. But if you compromise on some things that you can agree on, you can actually prosper in the relationship. And yeah, no question at all. I know you mentioned on your social media that you spend many years with narcissists. I have similar experience too, and it's so hard to get out of that kind of relationship. What is your advice how to get out from this cycle, vicious cycle, and how to break through these narcissists? Yeah, you know, I think first understand what the word is. A friend of mine, Rebecca Zung, has uh, done a lot of speaking on on YouTube about uh, narcissists and narcissist behavior, and just wrote a book about it. And you know, I'm not a I'm not a doctor or, or an attorney, but I'm very clear now what that definition looks like and what I would never, I don't want to be around, whether it's in business or in a in a relationship, a personal relationship. I think first of all, identifying like if you identify it, you have got. That, that is huge. That is the first big step to start. And then I think you really need to unwind from there. I think therapy is really important or talk to somebody that professionally can help you deal with that. Because when you're in a narcissistic relationship, a lot of times everything shifts in terms of what you're seeing and what you're understanding about yourself and how you're feeling and how that person makes you feel. And so I think it's important to have that uh, you know, other person, that third party to really help you understand where to go from there. And then I think finally, if you're going into other relationships, be aware of that because that can be really a something that you repeat, a pattern that can be repeated. And that's not what you want to do. I love that. Rebecca has previously been on my podcast. I love her. She's, yeah, so she's great. And she's always advocating for best. And I love the topics she, she chose. And as far as, of course, it's impossible sometimes to break through. But yeah. like you mentioned, if you have help and yeah, just keep your self-worth, don't lose yourself in it because these kind of people make you feel that you are not good enough, you're not Morsi. So you have to. Yeah, they make you question who you are. And that's, you know, that's something that is very hard to unwind oftentimes. So true. And it's it actually traumatizes you because it's harder sure. to get sure. out of this after and also yeah there's no question about that it, it can it can change you in so many ways but you can also be healed after that 
And also, so many women decide to be child-free nowadays, and they also feel pressure from society because they're not like everyone else, and they don't have the same point of view. So what is yeah. your point of view on this topic? No, I think my point of view is that, it, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. Everybody is an individual and everyone makes those decisions. And I, I think that more than um, deciding whether or not somebody should have children or not having children or, or pass judgment on that, that's never anything I want to do. I think what I want to do is people to feel comfortable with the decision they make and not feel like they're obligated to answer questions that might seem too personal or that are not necessary for somebody to ask. And I think that that was always the, the point of talking about that is to make sure people don't feel like they're being judged because I think that sometimes people ask these questions in a very innocent way, you know, like, why don't you have children or why did you decide not to be a mom? And I, I think it's done oftentimes with a, an innocent curiosity, but sometimes it puts the other person in a situation where they feel like they have to justify the decision that they've made in their lives. And sometimes people can't have children and that's not even a decision that they made. It was a decision that was made for them. And so um, I, I always want people to feel comfortable because I think it's a decision. It's a question that I was asked for so many years for so long. And, um, and there's, there's questions that follow that, you know, when somebody has a child they're asked, well, when's the next one, or, you know, you're dating somebody and they want to know when you're getting married or, you know, you're divorced when you start to date, date again. And I think there's some of those really personal, uh, topics that are not always easy to answer. And we don't have the answers for all of those things all the time. There might not necessarily be in one specific answer. So I would just want people to have that in top of mind when they're asking those kind of questions. That's a great point. And I feel as far as my When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Self, I'm 35 and I feel a lot of pressure to kind of, you know, have kids soon, but I'm also not in a rush because yeah. relationships I was in, I was not comfortable enough to have kids with this person. Yeah. And yeah, I was kind of afraid for my future to have kids with this person. So and definitely now I am rethinking my values and I'm I'm still not in, in so much rush to do that. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of responsibility too. And some people who choose to do that, that's like, I admire them. But as far as me, I kind of still waiting. Well, it's important not to do it because you feel pressure. That's, I think that's really the message is not to feel like you have societal pressure to do that. That you do that on your own terms, on your own path and on your own timeline. Yeah, because you know, past, like in past, my parents got married when they were 18. I was born when they were 19. That was like way too young. I don't know yeah. how these kids did that. 
Okay. Yeah. It's, it's different time. You know, there's different, there's different times and, and everything works again. Everyone's on a, on a different path. So I think there's like, you know, there are some, there's individual decisions. that doesn't mean they have to be your decisions. And I think that that's important to know. So true. And especially my family, I was born in Ukraine and everyone got married early there. Well, now it's changed in society there too. But me being the right. first person in the family who is like still at that age and haven't started the family, I had kind of pressure. But now, right. all nowadays, perspectives and opinions, it's just totally different world. So I kind of set my yeah. own rules at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that's exactly what you should be doing. Thank you. Friends make a huge role in our lives. And sometimes we go through breakups with our friends. What's the best way to go through that? And how do you handle that emotionally? Yeah, you know, it's always a good question. It's I think it's so difficult. I think, you know, we often change and people change and circumstances change. So, you know, it can be it can be very difficult to go through. A, I think sometimes a breakup with a friend can be harder than a, a breakup in a, in, a, in a relationship. If you've been dating somebody for for some amount of time, I think that can just it can cause as much emotional difficulty. Um, I think you know you have to decide why, you know, why a relationship might not be working anymore, why a friendship has changed. You know, if somebody is not feeling happy for you, if you feel like you're having to just by yourself or bringing you down to a different level to, to maintain that friendship. I think that it's really important to understand what that friend contributes. You know, when I call my best friend, I can't wait to call her. And I, and she energizes me whenever I call her and I, I I'm excited to have the conversation and I feel better when I get off the phone or I feel better when I see her. And if you're not having those kind of relationships, I think it's really important to assess that because the last thing that you want is another added pressure, you know, in your life of trying to justify yourself to somebody. And when it doesn't work out, I think you just have to be honest about why it hasn't and know, know how you feel about it instead of longing for something that you may have felt before that you don't feel anymore in that relationship. It should give you strength and energy and uh, excitement and courage and curiosity and not make you feel dread and, uh, and fear or anger. Absolutely. I feel so like, I feel like some friends can inspire you and some friends can drain you and yeah. not to have those draining friends around because it's just yes. another emotional baggage on yourself besides everything you have to go through every day. So yeah. Makes your life hard. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. What are the best lessons you've learned? Oh gosh, the best lessons that I've learned. You know, I've I've learned that um it's really, really important that we live every day to the fullest. I keep saying to myself, live your someday today. I think that's a really, really big deal. I think that it's important to know um, you know, what it is that you want and not you know, what you're just trying to achieve in that moment. If it's with a relationship, I think it's important to figure out balance, whatever that means to everybody. And it means something very different, but I spent a long time in my career working so hard thinking like someday I'll do this. Someday I'll have a relationship someday, someday. And I think I realized that my someday is today. And I also think that, you know, at 35, 40, those are really special times. And you've got to be present in those moments and not rush those away. I think that's really important to, to be aware and appreciate the relationships that you have around you and um, and not get involved in the ones that don't make you feel whole. Absolutely. That's a great point. And like you mentioned previously, I didn't think as much about life and being present but now like when I turned 35 it hit me because before yeah. I wasted my time a lot on things and people that did not add any value to my life and now right I definitely it was an eye-opening moment for me because yeah 
is just another chapter of my life and it feels like a huge year too to actually it's like on the cusp to you know more maturity after yeah it's, but it's 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 certainly an exciting time so that's the good thing yeah and you're so popular in social media on tiktok on instagram how what's the secret of your success and the way you present yourself the way i mean your videos are is just so engaging and it's so inspiring it's just you want to watch more and more Oh, thank you. You know, I, I think it's the success of the community. It's what I really think. I think that it's so important um, that this community comes together. I think we need each other. That That's what I think it's all about. I think it's being able to have these open conversations that are not always comfortable. Sometimes topics are taboo. Uh, topics like perimenopause and menopause, a lot of people haven't talked about until recently. So I, I think that the success of all of it is, is everybody together. That's really what I believe. I, I think that people interacting with each other, helping each other, um, pushing each other, you know, to go see a doctor or giving them advice or helping them in a relationship. I think that's a big deal. And I think we need that kind of strength to lean on. We don't always get it. And I think when we can find it somewhere like that, it's really nice. So many women struggle going through menopause as well. And it completely yeah. them. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't even depend on them. It's just hormonal, you know, hormones change you completely sometimes. And yes, yes. And so, and so many different areas, yeah, so many I, different uh, times in your life. I remember my mom was going through that and it was like misery for everybody because it's just, she can't control herself, but it's just yeah, not her. It's just the way her body reacts to everything that's going on. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. It's a hundred percent right. And it's, it's so important to know that. And so important to understand, um, you know, that those fluctuations and those shifts are all natural transitions. This is something all women are going to go through. And, you know, there are ways to understand it and educate yourself. So it's not so scary when you do. And I think that education is key right now. And that's been really important for me so that, you know, young women don't go into that going like, oh no, menopause or parent, it's awful. They say like, look, I understand where I'm at. I know what this is. I understand why I'm feeling foggy or I'm gaining weight in areas I never had before, or I'm not feeling like myself. I want them to say, this is what it is. I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to figure out what my options are. And those options look all different ways. It can be hormonal. It can be non-hormones, non-hormonal options or solutions. Uh, but it's important to at least have that information. Yeah, it scares me, but I'm glad we have people like you educating us on it and providing more information. So, Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm glad, I'm glad that younger women are interested in that. I, I think that they are. I think, I think that they want to know. I don't think that I don't think when I was 35, I would have been like, yeah, tell me about it. I would have went, no, it's not going to happen forever. I don't want to hear about that. But now I know better. And so I'm hopeful that, um, you know, I, I didn't have a big sister and I didn't have a mom, you know, when I got into this age, so I hope I can be that big sister to, to people out there to just, even if it's like a reminder to go to the doctor or a reminder that you're not alone, it's important to me. Yeah, I definitely love your advice. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I think you're doing such a great job. And I so appreciate you having me on today. Thank you. And when is your new book coming out? So um, the book will be available for pre-order in the next six months. And then it comes out in the spring. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for Absolutely. being my guest. And oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And where can our listeners find you? Your social media sure. handle? Yeah. At Tamsin Fidel on all social media. So it's uh, super easy. Great. Thank you so much, Tamsin. Thank you. Keep doing great things. I appreciate you. Nice Bye. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. 
Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day.